You are now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause. Like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even. Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. East season, champion contenders. We drop twice a week like you trying to guard Kemba. Your team whack and your players whacker. I got the inside scoop after hanging up with Jay and Packer. Okay, we about chips here. I'm talking about this year, banner 12 plus 6. Carson that was top rookie, I'm saying it now. Ain't playing around with Tatum and Hay with a brown. We off the charts, but you gotta play it market smart. Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvey Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up today. You heard? Hey <laughs> Jay, I, I see you, man. She Welcome to Anything is possible. The Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan, and I am joined by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Jay King, Celtics beat reporter for the Athletic. And I got one question for you, Jay. Do you love and trust Marcus Smart? I think Marcus Smart was <laughs> fantastic in the game today. He, he is, do you uh, love him and do you trust him? I think he was fantastic. He hit a whole bunch of threes. It was an outrageous, outrageous performance from him. That fourth quarter was special. And the Celtics needed every shot. When he hit the and one three-pointer, I was sitting on my couch just LOLing. Just so many LOLs. I know you're a journalist, and I know that you can't say things like you love and entrust him, but I know that you do. Uh, but he was key in the Celtics' 102-99 victory tonight. They win game two uh, and just kind of a, a bizarre game in which um, I thought the story of the game was going to be Robert Williams' dominant first quarter but <laughs> that is such a reckless thing. Was this the greatest game of all time from any sports babble? I don't think so. I thought it was a pretty ugly game, but Marcus Smart just came back huge in the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, the Celtics went on a, an absurd, I think it was like 27 to 27 to nine run. And B-Rob's always good for the run tweets. And B-Rob had it down uh, perfectly. Um, and then the Celtics just played pretty Pretty solid basketball down the stretch, and it was really um, Jason Tatum who kept them in this game and kept them ahead. He got to the free throw line, I think, 14 times. Uh, he had a tremendous game, played excellent defense. Really, the Celtics had no business winning this game with the number of turnovers they had in the first half. But one, the Toronto Raptors, uh, they have the coach of the year, but cannot score points in the half court. Just put it out there. And two, Pascal Siakam is not a top 10 player in the series. He is garbage. Not a top 10 <laughs> player in the series? He is not a top five player on his own team. I mean, God, he is uh, god-awful. Now, this is... I mean, he had 17, 8, and 6, and three steals. And he has not shot over 50% in these playoffs. He was not good. He did not come up with any big plays. Um, the so Celtics Siakam's slander. I I mean, Nick Nurse is going to get a lot of slander later for being a tremendous baby and whining to the refs after the game. But it was just a, a like, I just don't get why, why the Raptors are so bad. I mean, I do get it. They just don't have that guess the person. Why they're so bad. 
in the half court. Yeah, I, I stopped my sentence. I stopped my sentence. So bad in the half court offense. They're a very solid team. They forced a lot of turnovers. Um, but the Celtics did a, a good job, I guess, staying in it. And then Marcus Smart just went insane. <laughs> he did go insane. I mean, that was that was just an all-time Marcus Smart performance. There was the flop was oh my god, the best the flop, flop of all came time. right before it came right before the streak, too. It was the single worst flop of all time. It was not the best flop because no, number one, <laughs> number one, he didn't get the call. Number two, he got a useless, like totally needless foul, and they ended up getting an and one. From his flop, so, he, but he he convinced the one ref. He convinced the one ref that by running into Pascal Siakam and jumping to the ground, he convinced the ref that he was. It's absolutely the, the best flop of all time because the gumption, the unmitigated Holy goal, Mac has declared Siakam wouldn't be able to post up the chair. <laughs> Yi John Lan. Is, I don't know how the fuck to say that name. Dominated in his pre-draft workouts. That, I'm, that I'm inviting Coley Mick to the pod right now with the beauty of what we're doing because we need his uh, uh, his brilliance here. But uh, what it was, like that was a great slop, uh, flop by Marcus Smart just because who attempts that? That was a wide-open layup. That's just him trying to do winning plays, right? That's him trying to do something in what was an awful turnover of, I believe, Jalen Brown. That's just him getting back. The Celtics had a lot of terrible turnovers, still don't know how to really play against the zone, but managed to eke one out here. I mean, let's take it back to the the reason they came out this game and were not great in the uh, first quarter. The first six minutes, they were not good. Uh, but Robert Williams was basically the energy guy off the bench who uh, kept them in it. I like and- how you said, let's take it back. That was a Time Lord re- reference without even meaning to do it. We got Coley Mick in the house. This is a surprise appearance. The first surprise cameo we've had ever on this podcast. You don't know how to say Yi Jin Leon? There's no way you know how to say <laughs> he that just, He just did. Right. I'm not convinced that's right. They were, he was supposed to be the Celtics pick the Jeff Green year because he was going to be like Asian Dirk, and then he, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Pascal, Mild P could not do anything against him. Mild P is a joke. He could barely post up Kemba out there. Like he just is not strong. He is not a strong man. I don't know what's going on. He's got no moves. You know he's just gonna try and do that half spin every time he, he back. Like Jalen just stands there and Siakam's like, I got nothing. <laughs> this series, it's a it's a war zone. These are two gritty teams, man. It's so hard to score against the Raptors. They they're just literally they're ripping Marcus Smart, they're ripping Jalen Brown, like just at the top of the key. The Celtics didn't really score in the half court either, except when Marcus Smart went bonkers. I think that's – I think it is, like, super easy to beat. Like, they did in game one they, when they didn't dribble. Like, just pass. The more <laughs> they dribble, the more the Raptors' defense looks better. Just stop dribbling. That's dribble. uh, easy as that. Or like it just ni- – Bring it back to the 1950s. Yeah, ball movement. Whip it around. Four Bob, corners. Bob Cousy didn't know how to dribble with two hands, and he was pretty good. He was a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, put in also the solution seems to be put in Time Lord instead of Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice can't not score a bucket, smoking bunnies left and right. But Robert Williams has not missed in this series. Uh, another five for five today took a, his absurd putback dunk where he was started at the three point line when Kemba shot it and then still managed to do putback dunk. He didn't really do much the rest of the game, but that first quarter was absolutely electric. Live sports are back. 
it's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your Nuggets are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I know Packard likes to keep his balls tight and clean. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man like him. Because of their, their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, which are so damn comfortable, and a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant. Nobody likes it better than when you smell beautiful down there. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Again, that get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. Take your grooming game to the next level. Yeah, Robert Williams, that was probably the best Robert Williams stretch ever. I'm thinking maybe maybe the Spurs game when he the just one. absolutely dominated. <laughs> and it, it was clearly the most important Robert Williams stretch ever. The the lefty tip and then the 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 dunk that he got hurt on, but then he was fine. That was just an enormous and it was a hustle play. It wasn't like he was just there. He, he had to run from the top of the key to do it. And then the, the best part of the whole Robert Williams experience was after he did too much of being in the wrong position in game one. He was so focused on trying to do what the coaching staff told him that he was just holding his hands straight up and like not even really contesting Didn't even shots, contest. but just, just being there. And that, that was my favorite part of the Robert Williams experience. He is, he is so eager to do the right thing. My favorite part was Doris Burke openly calling for Daniel Tice's starting job. Neither of them did anything like Robert Williams is like on the bat on the bench, like four four people tending to his back. And Doris was like, I still think he's better than Tice. One of my brothers was so pissed about that. He was like, like, Doris, what's the overreaction to one game? No, Doris keeps it real. Doris was uh, on my side calling out Pascal for being not good towards the end of the game. <laughs> the drop off from Doris to a Mark Jackson game that everyone just in the NBA just experienced right now is absolutely dreadful. But um, I think the real I don't want to say the real story. There's many storylines, but I think we haven't spent nearly enough time talking about um Jason Tatum, known Saussman, just getting to the line with ease. That basically was the Celtics' offense through the second and third quarters. I know they fell down a, like a bunch at the end of the third, but he was really – it seemed like anytime he wanted to get to the line, he could. Brad Stevens after the game said it was because he was making quicker decisions, but I think it was the most like dominant game, not in terms of like just uh, volume from Jason Tatum, but in terms of like control of the game. It seems like when they needed really a bucket or like for him to get to the line, he could do it. I was just very impressed by kind of how just steady he was throughout the entire game. It was kind of a quiet – 30 points or however many scored. Yeah. And it was the free throws. Like most of the time when he gets free throws, I don't want to say he lucks into them, 
but it's not like he goes hunting for them. Right. Today it felt like he knew he wanted to get fouled, and then he went and did moves that forced the Raptors to foul him. Those were the most well-deserved free throws of his life. And for, for a while, the Celtics' offense was just nothing, and him getting the line and him being a consistent force of points kind of kept them around when, when they were really, really struggling to score, especially in the half court. My biggest complaint about Tatum up to this point, whenever he went started going crazy in February, it was whatever the game before. Was that OKC or Houston where he just disappeared? Yeah, Houston. Houston, yeah. My biggest complaint with him was always if you got physical with him, he would fade. And, like, Lowry's been in his shirt. Like, people have been on him, and he's not fading. Like, he keeps just taking these steps and advancing. And I think what you were just saying, like, the him hunting out fouls is another sign of that. Like, even in game one, he threw up that, like, absolutely terrible floater to avoid, so <laughs> to avoid like, the slightest bit of contact. And today, like, early on, too, he was just like, yeah, now I'm going to bump in. I'm just going to bump in. Like, he's got the broadest shoulders outside of Shemi known to man. Like, just – Lean in, throw it up. Who cares? He does have some broad ass shoulders for a skinny ass dude. Yeah, bringing up Shemi, he had a terrible stretch in this game. Just uh, launched three threes in a row. I just, I just remembered it because you mentioned it. But Tatum fouling, he f- basically fouled Marcus All out of the game, which I think was a bonus for the Raptors. Marcus All is not good anymore, or at least is not good in these past two games. I think they need to play a lot more Serge Ibaka, who. Anytime he makes a three, I just become instantly furious and imagine wearing that giant, giant scarf that has never been funny and never been cool. His cooking show is terrible. <laughs> but Marcus All was uh is not good. The Raptors need to do something differently because what is Marcus All providing them? He's not like fleet of foot on the defensive end. He does clearly they need more spacing and they're better with a Bach on the court on the offensive end. Um and the other thing I was thinking Marcus about Marcus All is a plus eight, by the way. Oh, single game plus minus. Jay King. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying Marcus All is a, a basketball genius. He, even when he's not playing he well, like he does so many things. He was a basketball I will not stand genius. for Marcus All slander on this podcast. How about Nick Nurse slander? How about uh Crybaby Jones going to the media after the game and complaining about multiple calls saying Tatum went to the line? They have Kyle Lowry as one of their star players, and you're going to complain about referee calls during a game? Like, that is absolutely absurd. Kyle Lowry lives to grift. It's just a ridiculous thing. It's a it's a sore – It's he he's just – I'm, I'm upset. I'm flustered. To I'm be upset. fair, the Talk Raptors did not take a free throw in the first half. I would have been pissed too. I, I'm not sure they deserved many, but they didn't take one in the first half. They were all. They did get fouled though. Like they just weren't going up. And I think this is something the Celtics have worked on. Like even last series, like there was that game where every time Philly got near the rim, they just went right to the line. I think Brad really has emphasized like yeah, contest, but don't over contest. Like we've seen. This is the most I've seen anyone be just straight up on on anything at the rim. It's like yeah, if they hit the layup, who cares? Because I even thought like Grant. And Jalen early in transition, like kind of played it almost softer than I would have liked to. Yeah, there were a couple of plays. Like I, I can remember the OG and Anobi dunk. Brad Wanamaker almost just sprinted out of the way. Yeah. Like just just let him do that. That that, that must have been an emphasis not to give them easy points like that. 
Grant Williams, uh, the king of fouling and slapping down with his arms. It was Kyle Lowry had a wide open, like fast break. And Grant basically like Lowry did the thing where he like jumps across the yeah. lane and Grant kind of just like let it happen. I mean, how is Nick Nurse going to complain when you have OG Ananobi just running full speed into dudes taking three point shots? Like those are obvious fouls. Like it's just, there's there's things going on here. Then he complains that Marcus Smart things fouls. Going on here. There are obvious things going on here. Jay, open your goddamn eyes. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> him complaining about that smart the smart the, the strip of uh pascal siakam who when you just like go with the zapruder film style like looks of it is all ball it's just maybe he's trying to work the refs for game three when the but it's just it seems like an odd strategy you know focus on maybe generating some half court sets that um generate some open looks and jay king defend your man fred van vliet right now What's going on? His kids came back. Jalen Rose was talking about how he got to have sex again during the halftime show. Um, <laughs> still couldn't knock down any shots. Like, it was a it was here. a tough second half for Fred VanVleet. Good first half, and he's he's still a gritty gritty man. I uh, <laughs> I still have the ultimate respect for Fred VanVleet, even though he went two for ten in the second half. One of the uh, the parts I enjoyed about the game was Brad Stevens just kind of deciding, you know what. The best way to minimize our bench is to just stop playing them. Jason Tatum, <laughs> Jason Tatum played more than 23 minutes in the second half. Marcus Smart played 21 and a half. Kemba played 20 and a half. Jalen played 18. It was he just really decided like I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Grant and the starters, and that's it. And it's kind of it wild because Brad Wanamaker played what 26 minutes in game one and played eight tonight. Um but how about that just, foul, by the way? <laughs> oh, that was a great foul. I think that that's a perfect uh, transition. We're, we're actually de- debuting a new segment tonight, Coley, and I'm glad okay. you're here to join it. Okay. It's uh, we're, we were going to call it the uh, anything is potable six pack where we do a, a, a snake draft where we just draft um, the the three things that each of us just liked about the game. It could be literally anything. We'll make it the potable nine pack tonight. But okay. so we'll do a snake pack. Coley, you'll get the first pick. Favorite thing of the night. It could be absolutely anything. There are no rules. It could be a player. It could be a moment. It could be a stretch. It could be anything. I I think I'm going to pick specifically the – oh, man, it was such a good game. There's so many options. I'm going to take the Robert Williams jump shot. (laughs) The upset first pick. The guy's shooting 100%. He knows he's shooting 100%. So to pull that, knowing that that's on the line. Like, we saw Grant pass open, like, a pretty wide-open three last game because he knows he's shooting 100%. For Rob Williams to pull that, like like I said, he's basically Carl Anthony Towns with defense. (laughs) (laughs) That's a best first pick of the segment. Uh, Fantastic way to debut. Jay, you're That left me with Marcus Smart's three-point flurry, which was so outrageous. I, I swear to God, I was sitting on my couch alone just laughing. Yeah, just just <laughs> laughing and hysterically laughing. I, I, as Packard can tell you, in the press box when Marcus Smart starts chucking, make or miss, I just I always start laughing, and <laughs> and this time was just an epic string of makes. the The four point play, I guffawed. I wasn't even laughing anymore. <laughs> it was a guffaw. He like and he flopped on the previous two trying to get that call. He was going. He it wasn't going to end until he got the four point play. It really wasn't. What a what a stretch. Speaking of flopping, that's going to be my first pick. That was just an elite flop. I mean, just uh, to to have the audacity to elbow Siakam and then dive to the floor. Uh, 
I don't care that it got overturned or that it was a bad foul. It was just a tremendous moment in Marcus Smart. And for my second pick, I'm going to go with that um, Brad Wanamaker just body checking Kyle Lowry at half court. That's Damn it. I was going to make that upset pick at some point. I, I thought that was a sleeper, but no. Well, you're up, Jay, after I stole that for well, your second pick. The best pick. part of that was Kyle Lowry be, looking at him and being like, just kind of tapping him like, yeah, we're fi- we're from Philly, bro. Philly shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what am I going with here? I, I think I'm going to go with a, a play that – Probably didn't get noticed. It wasn't like a huge play. The Marcus Smart tip when when Jason Tatum had a deflection, Marcus Smart hustled, tipped it to Tatum. Tatum went the other way, played through contact, left it for Kemba for a bucket. I thought that was just a pretty, pretty play. All started by Marcus Smart. But the other guys, the, the Tatum passing on the fast break, I wasn't ready for it. It happened, <laughs> and, and Kemba cleaned it up. It's a pretty good one. It wasn't like Marcus Smart continues to do winning plays. That Tatum defense, though, they like Tatum length. It's so hot right now. And he did made a really like just good read there. And he was getting that steal uh, automatically. Coley, you're up with your second pick of the potable nine pack. Second and third, right? Second and third. Yes. yes. Coming around the horn. I've got three things I really want to pick, so it's really hard to to choose which one I'm not going there, to take. There are no rules, so if you can figure out a way to connect two of them together as a okay. larger moment, then I say you can go for it. All right, uh, then I'm going. To, all right, so that's how I'm going to go to, go around this ESPN's uh, like highlight package going into or coming out of yes. commercial. <laughs> yes. So specifically, when the Jason Tatum look off that Siakam just like dove into the crowd for no reason on and then he threw up the the like the german three uh, <laughs> that and so since i'm taking the whole highlight package i also get marcus smart front flips and telling everyone to calm down um he he's a big on telling people to calm down we've learned all his mic stuff <laughs> he's like hey, we're all right we got me i'm shooting threes what do you want and so those are one and then two was the jalen brown clean fleecing of uh, Lowry, and then he immediately ran out of bounds. They didn't call it, and it ended up in the Grant Williams dunk. Yeah, I uh, mean that's I'm, a Tony Brothers special right there. That was uh, that was insane. He was so out of bounds. <laughs> An honorable mention for ESPN highlight packages is that uh, in the uh, Pascal Siakam, like he was the player, like the Burger King player of the half, and they put together his highlight package. Um, and There's gonna be more Siakam slander here. I can't wait for it. Oh, I forgot. No, I, wait for me because this is gonna be the, the last thing I got. I forgot it was a highlight of the of the thing that I, I want to pick last. So Jay, you go. Oh, that was a. <laughs> I know. Oh. I just that was a mind that was a mind melter right there. That was a pretzel brain. Just a little foreshadowing. I, I'm going with Kemba's redemption. Kemba's redemption because he was awful. He no. missed a lot of shots that were pretty good. Good looks. He had the, he smoked a bunny when was it at, toward the end of the third quarter? Just absolutely blew a layup. He was really bad, and then he hit the huge three, and then he hit the huge step back. And it's it's very weird that he's never really played in the playoffs before because he carries himself like like he's done this a million times. He's he's not going to get flustered. He's not going to have his confidence wavered. He's He's out there handling playoff stuff like like he's been there a lot of times before. And he was dog shit. Now, now officially <laughs> over 500 in his uh, playoff career. Ooh. 
Shout Ooh. out Doxy, who was tweeting that update. He's nine and eight now. Winning playoff player, Kemba Walker. All right, rounding out the uh, potable nine pack. Um, I got to stop you. I got to stop you. Before we get off Kemba, I, I love how he always kind of throws shade at the Hornets. Like every time <laughs> someone asks him, he, about, it's never been about, like this before. <laughs> about his drought, he's like, Basically, yeah, we would have gotten fucking killed if I did that in Charlotte. <laughs> we would have gotten absolutely booted if I went two for thirteen or whatever he was at some point. So, and, and he he doesn't he does it nicely because it's Kemba. Like he's never gonna actually throw people under the bus. But he's he's very aware that the talent level is different in Boston. Than it, than there was a. There was a whole article today in the New York Times in the paper of record just about how happy Kemba is. Uh, and so for him to do a little, that's like the most slanderous you're ever going to uh, hear Kemba. But he does kind of do that. It's like, I've never been around a team that has players on it before. <laughs> like, it feels so good to be this good. Just like, not worry about it. We got a coach, uniforms. We got everything up here. It's insane. <laughs> they give me a ride to and from the stadium. It's wild. <laughs> All right, rounding out the potable nine-pack, the inaugurable – inaugurable? That's not a word. But you know nope. what? We're going to keep going. Um, uh, was the Robert Williams block of Pascal Siakam because, one, it does the Pascal Siakam slander, which I've been going for all game. It was included in the highlight package for Pascal Siakam being the player of the first half. And it was Time Lord being like – I think it was the best timing I've ever seen. Pascal yeah. did not see it coming, and he – he forced it down. Like he was absolutely stuffed him. Uh, it was probably the best time Lord defense I've seen. Normally you get the time Lord like crazy, like swap blocks. This was like actually forcing it back down into Siakam's face. And that was when Doris, Doris became pro Robert Williams. <laughs> that was the moment when she decided that Tice needs to get his ass benched and Robert Williams deserves all the minutes. Is she wrong? I mean, T- Tice, Brad Stevens thinks she's wrong because Tice played just about 20 minutes in the second half. Well, I do Robert, wonder, like, did they say, were there any, like, quotes or questions about whether he was hurt? I am i don't think so. Because he didn't we, look like, even when he, came, even when he came back in, he just was, like, still favoring it a little bit. Like, he was yeah. still dunking in the best player on the court, of course. But It was so work. funny. It was so funny. He he went out and he called for a sub before the timeout, then stayed in after the timeout, and then just dunked immediately. <laughs> the offense runs so much. Like, they all just know, like, oh, if I drive, I can just throw it anywhere near the rim and we're going to get two points. Like, they yeah. just, their whole like, mindset changes. And the Kemba lob to him for the first alley-oop, like, that came out of nowhere. I thought Kemba was doing a full pass to the corner, and then all of a sudden Rob Williams, like, slam-dunked it. It was uh, wild. Marcus Smart is very much one who hunts the lob uh, anytime Time Lord's in the game. Um, And shout-out to the Riffs man just right now for creating a nickname that has just gone absolutely worldwide. Like, Dave Pash in game one is like, why do they call him the Time Lord? And now he's like, Time Lord dunking it. <laughs> it's fully caught on. So praise be to the Riffs man uh, for being the genius that he is. Um, any honorable mentions? No need to get negativity. I'm not going to dignify that response. Do we think Cezilla is a Raptors fan? Got it. Right? I didn't. This is like the only time we've ever played the Raptors and it's like mattered. I didn't know they cried to the level in which they like they've been living in my mentions talking about the refs since like the first opening run to game one. It's all like like I think they thought the Raptors were going to go 16 and 0 
like throughout the playoffs and just never lose. But because the refs are involved, that's the only reason they're losing. It's pathetic. I had someone berate me for being biased when I said that was the most Marcus Smart play ever, LOL, after the flop. <laughs> and my follow-up tweet before the person even berated me, I was like, yeah, that was an awful call. That should be yeah. overturned immediately. But, yeah, the I Raptors mean, fans, it, it, and they go at your neck. Canada is not as as polite as they would lead you to believe. They, <laughs> should, they, they should say sorry afterwards, uh, but they will come at you with a lot of aggression. But it comes from the top. I mean, Nick Nurse is a, a whiny dude, and, the, of course, it bleeds out into the fans. Um, Jay, I know we got to let you go because you have to, you know, actually do your job and write an article about this game. But any um, honorable mentions or any other thing, just empty the notes from this game. I'm going to start with – Whatever the video was of Romeo Langford before the game, being weird, smiling. Uh, that was I fantastic. What, I don't know what it is. Yeah, also, I don't know what that face was. It was a very unique face. Anyone who hasn't seen Romeo Langford's uh, like Twitter profile picture, I think it just sums him up. He's been this way his whole life. <laughs> Romeo Langford, also the only one bringing family down to the bubble on the Celtics, which I think is like – uh, he didn't get the memo or something, and now he just looks like a young kid who needs his parents. <laughs> but it's just he kind of is a young kid who needs his parents. <laughs> I know. That's why he looks like it. Um, but any other notes from these games before we wrap this up? The the Grant Williams offensive rebound was huge. Tip. We didn't even note notice that or note that. I think uh, that was that was huge. And Tatum somehow was just butt naked after it, and that was probably not a wise idea from the Raptors. Well, that- that's when he looked off Pascal and threw him into the front row. Um, but that tip was because that was the Marcus Heat check. I mean, you knew the Marcus Heat check. That was, was like the third Marcus Heat check. Yeah, Maybe just they go in doesn't mean they're yeah. not heat checks. He had to keep going. He had to keep checking that heat because it kept getting hotter. But um, that was a great tip. And Grant Williams, uh, Brady Brunch only has to do one thing per game, and that was it. Like he did made one hustle play. Uh, it was good for him. But anything else, guys? And I think Nick, it's going to be impossible to beat a team like three times in a row. So I don't expect – I didn't expect today. So I don't know what – but if they go up 3-0, like I think everyone nationally should like raise their opinion of this team. Yeah, probably. This this Raptors team is rugged. Yeah. And they, and they are tough. And it is really, really tough to score on them. I, I was overly impressed by Jason Tatum today. He, he's been good all year. But he still just keeps raising up a level in my eyes. Like it's it's like you're seeing him develop in real time. And every game it seems like he he comes away with another wrinkle, whether it's like a, a floater that he'd never showed before, or today it was the foul drawing. He's just becoming more and more polished and is just becoming just a problem. Jason Tatum, known problem. Uh, Pascal Siakam, known loser, bad player. Nick Nurse, known whiner. Uh, anything is potable. Best Celtics podcast out there on the market. Thanks to Coley Mick for joining us, hopping in on the surprise. Thanks to Jay King for uh, being Jay King. And uh, thanks to the listeners out there for uh, watching here on Periscope or downloading the podcast. Uh, if you like, subscribe, do the things that podcast hosts tell you to do. And thank you to listening to this episode of Everything is potable! Steve Holt.